Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Pastor Maxwell for another episode of Bring the Smoke. We over here with the one and only Bishop Rudolph McKissick, man. My goodness, <laughs> man. It's such an honor for you to be here. He here for our March Gospel Madness. I know it's probably April when you're seeing this, but I had to let you know <laughs> he came to our church. He ain't been to all the any church, but he here in Newport News because uh, yeah. we got him here, man. So how you doing, sir? Man, I'm honored to be here, first of yeah. all. Thank you for inviting me, man. This is, you know, home territory for me. My, my mother's a Hampton graduate. Two of my children are Hampton graduates, so I'm... I'm good, other than the fact that y'all forgot it's springtime. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I got off the plane, it's cold. Oh, here, yeah? <laughs> Somebody forgot to tell y'all it's springtime, man. It's yeah. 88 in Florida. 88? And 58 here. Wow. Yeah, I don't know God's not pleased. You God ain't God ain't pleased, man. Sound like one of my students will be doing the IG gram, <laughs> IG post, man. Look, first of all, man, I'm, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of your preaching, man. And since this bring this phone, we'll go right on in it, man. <laughs> I became a bigger fan because, you know, we are part of the Southern Baptist for the certain resources we sure. get. Yeah. In fact, I remember this white lady, she cussed me out because I was in Southern Baptist because she said, why you in Southern Baptist? They supported slavery. And I said, well, it sounds like you would have supported slavery too. You right. trying to tell me what right. I need to do. I go here for the resources. That's a good I don't point. care what they did in the That's past because at the end of the day, I take the guilt money all they all they want to give it all to. All day me. long. But man, you wrote an open letter to them because of the founding fathers and the memorials, or the statues or whatnot. And man, I looked at me, I read that letter a million times. <laughs> I said, because you reminded me of Pastor McCaleb, man. Pastor yeah. McCaleb was my pastor at Green Forest Baptist Church. And he would always make sure he spoke truth to power. And I would always ask him, man, why are you in the Southern Baptist since you always combated with them all the right. time? He said, man, I'm there to make sure they know the truth. And I'm there yeah. because they give us a lot of resources. Yeah. So, man, what, what made you write that letter? You, you know, there, there were a couple of reasons I wrote it. One was because too often the Southern Baptists like to highlight what they feel are the good of who they are, but not the totality of who they are. Hmm. Um, and they, they, they hide behind... A, a form of godliness to me mm. and a a righteousness that is not really righteous. You know, mm. I heard Charlie Dates say the other day, any righteousness that does not have justice is not righteousness at all. And any justice that does not have righteousness is not justice at all. Mm. And to me, they, ha they hide behind a righteousness um, that is judgmental, which makes them very hypocritical. Wow. Um, and they want us in their churches, but they want us to assimilate to their culture. Mm. Um, and they don't want to face the reality of history. And so I wanted to put it on Front Street. Yes. That, listen, you know, y'all are hypocrites. You're, you're supporting something. It's, it's, it's really the whole... Uh, Christian nationalist movement, mm. you know, that that is predominantly Southern Baptist, the whole Christian nationalist movement where everything they do, they feel they do in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. And it's a Jesus I don't know. Reverend. <laughs> the Jesus they worship is, is a Jesus I, I, I don't know. Um, and so I wanted to challenge them, yes. you know, on on the statues and challenge them on some of their theology. 
you know, what, what really led to that letter was John MacArthur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is, I'm, I, 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 I'm a free talk. Yeah, man, it's bringing oh. the, that's why we call it bringing the smoke. Okay. It ain't just cigars, baby. Okay. We bringing the smoke. Oh. Let's go, baby. <laughs> you know, he, he is a racist. Yes. He's been a racist. Um, and they worship him more than they worship Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he's, he's a fundamentalist and a, and a racist. And he came out against the social justice movement and tried to call it demonic mm. is what really got me going. And I'm trying to figure out how you call something demonic when the Christ you preach was a social justice leader. Yes. You know, um, and I, you talking about the smoke. I caught so much smoke from Southern Baptist. I got death threats. I'm sure you did. From Southern Baptist. <laughs> I, I, I got called out my name by Southern Baptist. And all they were doing was proving my point. Right. You know, um, when, when, when you are so heretical that you can't be challenged, that's a problem. Right. Um, and so I, I, I challenged them and I still to this day, interesting story. So I pastor you wouldn't know it by the way we, we church, but I pastored the oldest Baptist church in the state of Florida. The oldest, um, founded in slavery, 1838, right? And in the 1860s, when the war was over, the whites took the freed slaves to court and said to the judge, we don't need them anymore. They're no longer our property. Right, and, and I'm making a point. Right, I'm, I'm about In the 1860s, this white judge awarded the church to the free slaves. So thus, we're, we're, we're Bethel. So the white folk decided they were going to go and start First Baptist. So their claim always is, we came out of them, or I had one say to me last week, you know, we're, we're, we're sister churches. And I said, no, I'm your mama. I'm not your sister church. <laughs> Reverend. But but that's how <laughs> that's the kind of oppressive elitist racism right. that a lot of white Christians live on. Yeah. But what's so amazing is when you say this story, Green Forest, where Pastor Michaela is, yes. sits on like sit on like a hundred plus acres. Right. And the way they got the church was it was a predominantly white church. Mm-hmm. And then 25 black families began to go to the church. And so one Sunday morning, all of the white people got up and walked out. They walked out the wow. church. And then the pastor said, I'm sorry, and followed wow. them. And so they sold the church to, to Green Forest for $300,000. Now, of course, <laughs> that was even back then, that sure. was cheap for all sure. of that land. Yeah. But they felt bad, so yeah. they needed to do something. So all them pulled together, pulled their credit together, ended up buying the church because wow. the white people had white flight because they felt like it was too many black. It was only 25 families. I mean, it was more than 25 black people, but it sure, was only sure. 25 families there, and they just felt like it was too many black people there, so Amazing. they left. And so when you look at the history of it, a lot of times they don't want to tell the truth. So I know we're right. going to get some stickers on this one. We got some stickers. <laughs> they gave us the explicit violent stickers when we was talking to Dr. Anthony Harris about uh, critical race theory. And so when we talk about Lord the critical race mercy. theory, it's, that's not black history. And no. what a lot of, see a lot no. of, I mean, I done talked to educated 
white people. Right. First of all, just on my head, I'm a, I was a former special education teacher, former administrator, former principal. I know. I worked with SACS, the Southern right. uh, Association uh, for Accreditation of Schools and right. Colleges. I've, right. I've helped accreditate schools, school systems, and colleges. Right. So I'm educated, right? Right. Yet they'll tell me, no, critical race theory is black history. It's not. It's not black It is history. not black history. It's a theory of why were you redlining us. Yes. It's trying to figure out yes. why, what makes you so... Right. Uh, prideful. That's right. why I like the spirit of the spirit that's over this. You know, it's always a reading the spirit. Here's a spirit of right. pride. It's right. nothing but a spirit of pride that can make you think you can own another human being. Yeah. yeah. This is the first place where all slaves. In fact, we had so many slaves here. We had two hundred and something thousand more slaves than the second place state, which is Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you don't want by a long way with slavery. And so, you know, dealing with things here with the critical race theory, you know, now they're reviewing. <laughs> um, uh, Governor Young and then they review in black history. They don't review the ho Holocaust. Right. They don't review right. Hiroshima. Right. They don't review Vietnam. Right. They don't review any of that. But when it comes to our history, they want to weaponize it when yeah. it comes to politics. Um, Dr. Algernon Tart, he was talking about healthy marriages. They put the explicit sticker on him. Yeah. He didn't even say nothing about white people. He just talking about healthy black marriages. And what we have to understand is that's why you got to have your website. You got to have certain right. things because Facebook, right. Twitter, IG will begin to block certain things they don't want to hear. Yeah. Yet your governor, I'm just going to get him started. I, I, I talked to my your, your governor. First of all, you wrote an open letter letting him know. Let's go. Now, first of all, let me tell you how bad he is. He done told the Southern Baptist <laughs> Christian school to not put the founders <laughs> Picture up there, all right? Now that's gangster. Don't I don't care that they founded it. Right. They racist. Right. They they condone slavery. So right. I don't care if they founded it. They picture don't need to be nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah, say what they say they founded it, but they shouldn't be there because you slapping the people in the face yeah. who are going here paying you money right. because you celebrating slavery. Right. Don't the same people that burnt crosses in the yard in that's the name right. of Jesus saying yeah, why you right. here when they brought us over here. Yeah. yeah, they don't even know how the struggle that the black man, black woman have struggled with. Like, dude, what am I? I'm really not an African American. I'm not from Africa. Right. I'm here. I mean, my heritage there. Right. But they're gonna put us hyphenated names, African American. Am I? You know, are you black? Are you non Hispanic? All these questions when it comes yeah. to, you know, your blackness. So you already have to deal with America itself. As far as African-American, are you black? Are you Afro-American? All these Absolutely. different things. And now he's saying at the seminary, I know they founded it, but at the end of the day, yeah. their face don't need to be on the wall. You, you know, we, have a, we, we really have a biblical precedent for why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> at Pentecost, when they started speaking in the other languages, there was a group there who said, what? These, these men are drunk, drunk with wine. Mm. Why did they say that? Because you have to discredit what you don't understand. Reverend. You, you, you have to discredit what you don't understand. The way they handle critical race theory Reverend. is they have to discredit it because they don't understand it. They, they, don't, they don't even understand what it is. It is not, like you said, it is not historic. It is systemic. Right. It is, it is, it is the history of the systemic way in which they have managed race, uh, sexism, ageism, 
misogyny, all of that. And it's different than our history. And they want to take us back to the future. Is back what, to the future. Is what they really want to do. That, that They're trying to take us back to the future. And as I said, we did a march with, with Reverend Sharpton about three weeks ago in Tallahassee. And as I said in my comments, you know, even on, on that day, that you don't get the right to tell my history your way. Mm. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to, to whitewash my history because what our governor tried to do in a very slick way is try to suggest that we're saying they don't want black history. And I came back at him and said, no, nobody said that. You want it, you just want it your way. You don't want, and this is what he has said, so I'm not, you know, you don't want your children to feel uncomfortable. Well, my ancestors felt uncomfortable for years, so your children could be comfortable. So maybe they need to be uncomfortable so they can join the fight. Mm. Um, and, and so it's a fight we're in right now because, you know, they, they, they don't want the reality of our history to be told because they don't, as Maya Angelou said, this is still the yet to be United States. Mm -hmm. They don't want us on equal footing, which is why our governor is practicing in Florida what he wants to do with the country when he decides to run for president. Right. By trying to get rid of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you, sir. You know, now, so now on this podcast, do we eat while we talk? You can. Oh, okay. It's because, you know, your boy was late to his own podcast. So yeah, you was late to his own podcast. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. I'm going to call myself out. I'm bringing um, smoke to myself. You know, um, they, 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 they want to get rid of, you know, he's getting rid of books. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't funny if I get you. He, he's, he's, listen to some of the books that have been banned in Florida. Rosa Parks. <laughs> one one of one of the wow. manufacturers of books in uh, in Florida edited their book to take out the fact that Rosa Parks was black. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. a white person was on the back of the bus. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it's it's just and he and he's practicing what he's going to all over the country right if he wins and what i'm trying to tell now i'm really finna get in trouble go now ahead. what i what let me, let me let me take a bite because i'm gonna get in trouble yeah go ahead what i'm trying to tell <laughs> preachers when they talk about equity and inclusion and preachers are saying i don't know how you fighting against him when he's you know trying to get this same gender out of our schools and same sex. And what I say to them is this, this ain't about theology, it's about policy. That's what I say. <laughs> ain't nobody vote on him to be the pastor. Right. He's the governor. And ain't nobody joining his church. They're citizens in his state. So don't try to politicize or theologize policy. Exactly. This ain't, you know, this not what that is. This isn't about theology. And, and you're called to be the governor, not the pastor. But once again, what Christian nationalists do 
is try to infuse their version of theology into politics as if America is a Christian country. This ain't a Christian country. Right. It's not. <laughs> Everybody in this country ain't Christian. It's a capitalist country. Absolutely. And the Christianity this country was founded on is not the version of Christianity that Jesus had. Mm. Man. This, this country was founded on an oppressive disenfranchising version of Christianity. Exactly. And see, a lot of people will see right on my wall, a lot of mostly white people say, well, that's a slavery religion. <laughs> blah, say blah. What Gundy would say is this. Gundy said there would be a whole lot more Christians if it wasn't for the Christians. Yeah. And you know, because we don't really walk in what Jesus was really having us walk in. No. See, a lot of people go back to St. Augustine and say, oh, he was a great theologian, but don't understand he was black. They just called him a black midget because yes. he was short and disrespectful. All of them were black. Right, exactly. So it, 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 it's, 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 it's <laughs> man, I, I, I just don't understand. I don't know. Let, let, I, I was going somewhere then. You, 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 you took me way <laughs> somewhere else, which was good. But but you look at it, how you say they try to whitewash history. That's why I know I got to go ahead and start my own school. Yes. Because I have to because I'm going yes, to have to go ahead and start my own school because at the end of the day, I need you to know your history. Yes. I need you to understand exactly where you came from. And that's what we're Because doing. people try to sit up here and, like you say, right. whitewash the history so you don't never know who you are. No. If you go, go tell the Jews not to talk about the Holocaust. It won't happen. Huh? Go tell happen. them don't talk about sinless lists. won't happen. Huh? It will not go, happen. Go, go let them. And so at the it end of the day, happen. whenever we stand up for our blackness or stand up for our people, they act like we hate white people. Right. No, for me to love myself, you trying to make that an equivalent of hating you. Right. No, I love myself more than for just let you, you know, right. sit up here and demean and, and, and beat on me. Right. You understand? So anyway, man, I, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm just excited to be here. But when I look at... DeSantis, I look at Youngkin. But the thing about, oh yeah, this is what it was, the policy. This is my thing. God gave us free will. So I can't make you do nothing. No. When they had, when they started saying they were going to do same-sex marriage, you can ask my people over here, Jay, he was at the church. I immediately, before they even did it, once, uh, that's my dude too. McCullough, thank you. You helped me with the campaign. You my dude. But once he got in office, I knew they was going to vote and uphold and bring in same-sex marriages. Mm -hmm. I began to make sure I put in my bylaws that we believe only in a naturally born woman and a naturally born man can be with. Right. So I, I give it. You have the right to get married. That's on you. I'm Ab- just not going to marry right. you. I'm not right. going to conduct it because... I don't believe in that. Correct. So at the end of the day, when they give everyone their rights, that's your right. That's your right. If you want to marry a man, you're a man, that's your right. You want to marry a woman, you're a woman, that's your right. But my right is to go by the Bible, and I respect whatever you do. I'm just not going to conduct it but see, in that, my house. You, and, but you've just drawn the, right. the proper the theological line. theological and same. political line. You do that because you are a pastor of a church yes. who governs the culture and the movings of that church by the Bible. Exactly. The governor is not a pastor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't care what. Well, he ain't. He ain't a Christian, far as I'm concerned. But he's. He's. He's the governor. Right. Which means you. You enact policy, not theology. Exactly. <laughs> All day. You know. You. You enact policy, not theology, but. 
he, he's, he's typical of many, not all, but of many of, of our brothers and sisters whose skin was not fortunate enough to be kissed by nature's son. Reverend. <laughs> and, and that is they live with an elitist attitude as if it's their country, which they stole, <laughs> as if they are better than us. And that's, it has been perpetuated down through the years. It has been embedded in them down through the years. And to Governor DeSantis, you, you can't stop what's systemic without breaking the system. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want your children growing up feeling such and such a way. Fine. That would be wonderful. But you got to break the system to do that. Right. Not disenfranchise and negate the personhood of other people. Wow. And and that's the part. I, I think he gets it. I, I think, you know, he is playing to the red He's meat all day. Of, of the Republican movement. That's it. Because he wants to be the president. And, and our desire, and I've made it my life's mission to make sure he doesn't become the president. I'm with you. It's, it's my, we're doing a, you know, we say there's an air in April, so by the time this air, they'll hear it. We're doing a big thing in April at my church where we've got several initiatives we're going, we're, we're going to do. We're going to ask every organization from D9s and everybody else to not do any business in Florida. I'm going to challenge D1 black athletes mm. to get in the transfer portal and find you a school that respects your heritage. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm going after him. Reverend, I'm going after and we go. It's going to be a major announcement that we make where I'm challenging every pastor to open a school. What we're doing with our library at the school now is finding every book on race. He's banned and I'm putting it in my library and inviting parents to come check the books out. Wow. So, you know, we're putting some stuff together to, to combat what he's doing, because Mark, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is why I don't like marching, because they don't care about us marching. Because by and large, they know after we march, we ain't got nothing else. So we march, we get a little publicity, yeah. they wink at it, and that's all. You got to put a strategy together yes. of something that's going to hit them where they hurt. That money. And that's in their pocket. Exactly. So that's what we're trying to do in, in Florida. And, you know, I'm sure y'all will be hearing about it. It'll make news we, we, and all we be that. Help you. So look here, man. So anybody. I may need, need a job up here. <laughs> look, any, anybody need help with whatever school, just, just let me know. Cause I definitely help. I'm going to get mine together. Um, we use our building a lot for a lot of different things. But I definitely need to make sure that we get on point and start a school because I've been talking about it, but then, you know, we, we got to do it. Yeah, but I, I have no choice. Yeah, we have to do it. You know. It's 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 now become necessary for for the sake of our legacy, our history and for the sake of the education of our children. Yeah, it's become necessary because we are moving towards a time where the educational system is not going not going to teach them and not going to affirm them. Right. So it's up to us as the community and the church 
as as the the bulwark of the black community to take the lead and make sure we educate our people. Definitely. We got to do that. Definitely have to do gotta that. Got to do that. Because when I look on it and how we get manipulated, like he said, by the politics as far as those, those buzzwords, go against gay marriage. Yeah. You know, yeah. go against the people in the bathroom, which I, I, I don't agree with, you know, if you got genitalia that you should go in the women's bathroom. Right. I don't. Right. You understand? But they use those things in order to get a lot of our black pastors yes, on board. Yes, they do. But they don't care. Yes, they about do. About our race. Yes, they, they do. They don't care. I mean, you, they don't care about helping us. I mean, you look you look at it. But Biden said, you know what? He going to forgive everybody student loan. <laughs> but a lot of people don't hear it. A lot mm -hmm. of white people don't hear what happened. And then this time, instead of them going out and voting on it, they just got their Republican lawyers to get on it. So you yes. don't even know who's supporting it and who's yes. not. But yes. the thing about it is their children, yes. if they senators and representatives, their kids go to school for free. They don't no, have yes. to do student loans. They get free health care. Right. When they shut down the government, they right. still get a check even though right. other people suffer. Right. So my thing, if you shut down the government, you shouldn't get paid either. You the government. But right. everything is set up for them to always be comfortable and other people to be uncomfortable. Well, you, you can't understand the journey of the least of these when you sit in the seat of the privileged. Reverend. When you sit in the seat of the privileged, you have no way to understand the struggle of everybody else. And they have always sat in the seat of privilege. Always. Ooh, you got me somewhere. You, you done put me in an exegetical text right now because you know what he made me think about? It just jarred me to think about Absalom when it came to David. Yes. David was able to protect himself when he was down in the streets. Yes. Because he knew what was going on. But when he got to the seat of privilege, he didn't even, he was so far removed, he didn't even know what Absalom was doing. Right. So they said Absalom stole the heart of the people, right? Mm -hmm. He was able to see the heart of the people because he was down there with the people. Right. You understand? Because he was down there understanding what the Correct. people wanted. Correct. So a lot of times when you have these white, they don't understand, they don't care. But what they do is they send these buzzwords and then instead of them being so disremoved from the people that they really can't change them, they still connected to the people yes. because they say these buzzwords for some of our uneducated African-American pastors. Yes. yes. And they use us to get those individuals in the street on board with certain Policies. Not all of our uneducated. Not all of them are uneducated. A lot of our educated. Well, let me pastors, say, our black pastors. No, who don't some, help me. Some of our black educated pastors are educated but ignorant. All right, our ignorant pastors. They they are <laughs> they are they are educated but lack wisdom and discernment. So that's how they get caught. You said it. They miss the forest for the trees. Because all they hear is about homosexuality. Yeah. All they hear is about gender and gender identification. And and I guess my issue with now, here I go. Oh. <laughs> I guess my issue with that is you're going to jump on that and latch on to that as if they're right. But you ain't dealing with it in your church. Reverend. Oh my God.
Praise and worship you, all day. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't <laughs> taking that musician down. Do. <laughs> you ain't taking that musician down. What? You ain't, you're not stop. Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble oh, now. Me, no. you, you haven't stopped them from singing songs that were written by folk. Yes, sir. Who, who's switching and switching? Right. So it's a little disingenuous if you haven't cleaned up the house you over, but you want to challenge everybody else on that. Yeah. That's a little disingenuous to me. That's very disingenuous to me. Yep. When you say nothing about it in your own house. But you say Because it it's there. It's in your choir. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the pew. It's in your leadership. It sure it is. Wow. And, but you say nothing about it there. But then you want to jump on the rest of us who are against go governors and leaders who use the buzzwords the whole piece about Disney with my governor. I have black pastors at DM me all the time. How in the world could you not be supportive of him when he's doing his best to clean up? Because I'm not going to get stuck missing the forest because of the trees. I'm not going to get stuck with that. See, this is my thing. You look at King. Look at Malcolm X. You look at Mega Evans. Look at all those preachers, moves, whatever religious leaders. At the end of the day, they understood that although they were religious leaders, they had an obligation to uplift their people. Yes. Moses was a pastor. Moses, even though he could have stayed in the big house in Egypt, when he struggled and saw the Israelite being beaten by the Egyptian, he had to make a decision. And he said, "Well, I got to go against this to make sure I take care of my people." So at the end of the day, I, I have white people, black people at the church to the mix here and there. You know, not as many. But at the end of the day, I have an obligation. If something happened today, I don't care what series I'm in. If a black person get beat to death for no reason by the police, I'm definitely going to switch my Because I got to speak to it. One time I was on a, on a sabbatical and something happened. And I was like, uh, my sermon was America won't let me rest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I was trying to chill, but I had to come. Like, I had to come. I was on a sabbatical, but uh, the dude, what's his name? Got the, the neck on the, the head. The air, Floyd, Floyd mm -hmm. got killed, and I had to come and preach. There's no way I could not have come spoke Absolutely. and speak to that moment. Absolutely. Had to get the police and everybody together. Had a whole forum because I knew. It was going to be riots here if we didn't handle it. Yeah. We had wanted to be peaceful, wanted to get yeah. their energy out because they were upset. You know, so at the end of the day, we got to understand we still have an obligation to our blackness the same way Moses had an obligation to his yeah. blackness. Yeah. I know somebody's going to get upset about that because if you look at it, you know, I, I don't even want to get into that theology of black and white <laughs> as far as the Bible. But we have an obligation. Yeah, so I saw something Tony Evans had tweeted or put on Instagram. And he was saying how the white people, a lot of them be so Republican and bringing it the, that into mm -hmm. the, the church. And I get it. And he said sometimes black pastors be too black and bring the blackness in there. But I, I don't you know. Can never, I don't know. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. I don't know. If you, I'm sure you heard it. You can never be too black about a Bible that's black. They hear Jesus in Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. You hide things amongst things that look like it. You can't hide a white boy in Africa. Reverend, I'm listening. 
I'm just saying, I know. The Bible says Moses, he said, put his hand on your cloak, and they turned leprous as snow. You yes. put it back, and it turned back to flesh. Yes. You understand? So at the yes. end of the day, we miss so many of those nuances because yes. they try to, you know, they always would put the key over the Middle East or whatever to make sure you right. didn't think, you didn't see right. that, you know, it's, it's, it's in Africa. It's, and I love Pastor Evans. I, I mean, I, I, oh, I, yeah, I, do too. I adore him. I, I respect and revere him. Love his ministry, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. The Bible is black. You can't be too black. I know what he meant. He's, he's talking about social justice. Well, that's all the Bible is. God tells Moses, I'm, I've heard the cries of my people, Reverend, and I've come to liberate them. That's social justice. Yeah. Jesus in the temple, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to set at liberty those who are captive and oppressed. That's social justice. Jesus was killed. Now, I know, you know, he, he died for our sins, oh, good, but good. he was killed. Well, you can't get on God. I, I read the sermon. I closed out like Jesus was assassinated. He, because, <laughs> because he dared to go against yes. the authority of the Roman government. Yes. That was an elitist yeah. government yeah. that had established um, a, a capitalistic empire. That's social justice. Reverend. You can't have the Bible and not have social justice. And for those Southern Baptist pastors say we just need to learn to love. Well, love has an ethic. <laughs> you know, love is not a catchword. It has an ethic. And if you aren't operating in the ethic of love, it ain't enough just to be talking about come to Jesus. If you don't practice the ethic of love. And you can't practice the ethic of love without standing on the side of the oppressed. Reverend. Ooh, let me ask you this, man. I, I'm going to go on back to this because I, I know you're fool here. You probably had to heat it back up or whatnot. <laughs> but look, 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 look. I, you Southern Baptist. And I used to always struggle. Like, man, I'm my pastor, Pastor McCaleb, Southern Baptist. As much as he be combative and trying to make sure he speak truth to power. What, what, what makes you stay in the Southern Baptist movement, even though you have all those comments? Oh, I'm not in Southern Baptist. You're not? No, Get out sir. of here. You left? I listen. <laughs> Reverend! I didn't know that. I thought you were still in there. I'm not in Southern, national, nothing else. You left it all. Mm -hmm. Man, hold on, Reverend. You got to help your boy, because you said something earlier when I walked in here, because I, I was dealing with him. He on the text thread <laughs> when I was dealing with and calling folk and just getting distracted. <laughs> And I said, man, you know, some of these, these organizations getting on my nerve. You said, I ain't in no organization. I'm not. Reverend. <laughs> None. <clears throat> no, not, 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 not National Baptist. I'm not in National Baptist of America, National Baptist <laughs> USA, Progressive National Baptist, Full Gospel Baptist, Southern Baptist, American Baptist. We don't even use the word Baptist in our church name anymore. Reverend. We're just the Bethel Church. So you ain't no moderator or nothing in no way? No who? <laughs> so you don't get in none of those things. You just do your church. That's and it. And then help here and there. That's it. Man, you helping me, man. Because sometimes I be like, dude, you want to have a meeting about the same thing. We I'm do not meet with anybody. Oh. I, I don't go to meetings. I call meetings. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the truth. 
I don't go this to meetings. This is my personality right here, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came here to deliver me because I just, dude, look, look, look. I know they're going to bring the smoke. Dude, we, every time we do relief to help people, I always go and I feel like how we going to do it because I already got to feel, you know, do we send the money? Do we send the truck? What we do? And I deal with it. But every time people want me to be in charge, they say I'm in charge, but they always want to give me their opinion, which is cool. I listen to you, mm -hmm. but you always causing me stress and I ain't getting paid for this. See, help me, Reverend. I, I have great fellowship with with the Baptist brethren. Now, you know, I yes, have that. I'm listening. Don't you know, I, I, I have great fellowship with them. But I'm not beholden to, to any system that they might be part of. So if I choose to give money to something, it's because I chose to. But because I'm not in your organization, if I give my money, you also going to get my mouth. Because <laughs> I'm not in your organization. But you got my money. Right. <laughs> if I call a meeting... You coming in that meeting understanding, I don't care what you're the moderator of, you're not the moderator here. <laughs> Reverend! So you come as a participant. <laughs> and I respect that you're a moderator. Right. I, I, I respect that. I'll never negate that. I'll respect who you are in that context. And if you come representing that to the <laughs> meeting, fine. But that's not your meeting. Mm. It, it pays to just be who you are with your church. That way you can help whoever, wherever, whenever you want and not have to worry about anything else. Man, help me, Reverend, because see, that's where I'm at, right? I do these organizations in touch, do the basketball thing. You know, people fund it, they come. But I think a lot of times people latch on to stuff and then they, they start thinking it's their vision. But I can get money <laughs> from anybody, you understand? So it's like... Sure. Sometimes people will try to water down certain things like, oh, it's you got to have more competition because, you know, it, it, they, this team beating this team too bad. They shouldn't be here. Look, I ain't I don't care about competition. I don't have them playing basketball for competition. I had them playing basketball to bring them before the police. So when the police play them, they see them as humans mm -hmm. and they are able to 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 see black people in a in a sure. positive light. And the black kids are able to see the police in a positive light and they are be able to understand how to talk to a police officer, even when that police officer is disrespectful. Because at the end of the day, who going to get shot right. more than likely right. is going to be the superstar. Right. Who's six foot six and used right. to being catered to, That's and then right. some little white man coming here talking junk to him. That's he gonna right. be like, "Who you talking to?" That's who's gonna get shot. The scrub not gonna get shot because he smile. He he don't get catered to anyway, so he gonna already be a kind of subservient. Not saying, mm -hmm. but no, that they no. can't get shot because a lot of us get shot anyway. Right. But that's the reason is to bring them before them, and so people don't understand the vision, and they yeah. so worried about a competition. But that ain't what I'm worried about. I'm worried about you shoot Negroes. Right. Right. And so when you begin to let people come in so much and, and and come under the umbrella because they helping you financially, even though you can do it yourself. Yeah. Anyway, you help me. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> you help me, man. You help me because you saw that text. Right. The folk get on my nerves. They, they ain't talking about the basketball or something else with the relief because everybody got these big ideas right. after they pull you in. Because they pulled you in because really they ain't pull you in to help you. They pulled you in because they need you to bring some 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 notoriety. See, here's to the reality. Help me, Reverend. If <laughs> I'm not a part of your group, then you can't have expectation of me. 
And if you can't have expectation of me, when I say no, you can't be let down. Right. <laughs> because you can't have an expectation of me if I'm not a part of your group. Likewise, because I'm not in your group, I'm not going to get upset if you don't help. Because I don't have an expectation of you. Reverend. So, no, I'm not in anything. Dang. Literally. Man, I'm not in anything. This, this, this is a different episode. See, this, this, this is a bring the smoke for your boy. Now, it might be somebody else out there. God has called you to be yourself, and you keep trying to be a part of these organizations. You, you, you know what I thought about, though? I thought about with Paul, and I, I said this before, how Paul struggled. Paul said, I struggled. Every time I try to do what I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. something rises up in me, and I do what I'm not supposed to do. But I don't think Paul was just talking about sin. I think Paul was talking about the Baptist tradition. Not the Baptist tradition. I think Paul was talking about the Jewish tradition. He mm -hmm. was called to talk to the Gentiles, but he still had Jewish customs. And you had people like Peter always trying to pull him in to do other things. Me, as a, as a Baptist preacher, I always saw McCaleb, mm -hmm. the deacons with him 100%. And I always saw Reverend Hatton, deacon with him 100%. But they had been there 20-something years. Right. So all the deacons mm -hmm. by then, they had weeded out the ones who didn't want to be with him. But all I saw was they were with them 100%. So I'm doing this capital campaign. Every time I, I use the deacons, it didn't work. Now, I got good deacons now. All y'all cool, so I ain't bringing the smoke on you. But it may be bringing the smoke on one of your friends. So, <laughs> so, 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 so anyway, it, every time I try to do the capital campaign, it'll fail. And so then the next time I was doing the deacon, God said, don't use the deacons. I kept trying to force it, don't use the deacons. But I'm so used to using the deacons because that's how Pastor McCaleb used the deacons. Right. I saw I saw Reverend Hatton use the deacons. Why I can't use the deacons? Don't use the deacons. So then we brought in another uh, company and we set up these teams. We set up 12 different teams, leaders. So somebody was over there, somebody was over that. Now I did end up choosing <clears throat> two deacons and two trustees. Mm -hmm. But the other eight were just lay people. Did not one trustee, when I did this capital campaign set up, did not one trustee choose another trustee or a deacon. And not one deacon chose another deacon or a trustee. Yeah. And I pulled him in. I said, why you, one by one, man, why you didn't choose another deacon? They ain't with you, Pastor. Why you didn't choose a trustee? They ain't with you, Pastor. And the thing about it was God had already told me not to use them, right? <clears throat> So then one of the, I can't say the name, one of my people from Green, I thought this was bring the smoke. One of, I ain't want to say dude. Well. I'm just, I, I'm going home. Don't you say, I'll be gone. Don't you say no name. He got me. He I, called me out. He's like, I was late. It's cool. I got it. I got to take it. I don't want to put it out there. But since he said it, you know, Jamal tried to do it the same way. Well, it was a deacon. He'll know who he is. From Green Forest that came and he kept wanting to pick deacon. I said, I don't want to use a deacon. I already chose my deacon. No, you need to use it. I said, well, look, I can't use you because you want to use who you want to use. I'm trying to use you to help me with this campaign, but mm -hmm. you keep trying to choose people who ain't with me. Mm. You don't understand they with me, but I know they're not. So anyway, long story short, everything went well, and now we're in another building. You know, I went to call him to the other building. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, 
I'd have no, come. No, I'd have come. I know you would have came. I would have called him. You know what I'm saying? When y'all were trying to get Jamal with, I'm like, no, no. We going to wait. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't calling no Jamal. I ain't calling do it. I ain't calling none of these Negroes while we over here in this little square box. I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't going to come back. <laughs> yeah, you would have came. I done went a whole bunch of places that they ain't been back to. <laughs> You ain't never yeah, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, what I'm saying is be yourself. He helped liberate me right now. And so many times we try to get into that mode of that tradition, that system. I used two deacons and two trustees, even though I had 20-something deacons right. and 15 trustees. But I only used two of each. Because at the end of the day, I had to break that tradition and that system, even though the tradition rose up in me for me to operate the same way. How can you put new wine in old wine skins? So here, here, here it Help is. Help me, Reverend. What's a God idea for somebody else may only be a good idea for you. Because everybody on different levels. Help me, Reverend. So what may have been a God idea for Michaela may be only a good idea mm. in Newport News. Reverend. And a good idea will never succeed when God wants you to have a God idea. Help me, Reverend. So you, you have to know your context and culture. Mm. Take things from where you are from. Take things that you learn. But you don't ever want to make the mistake of taking the keys from somebody else because it might unlock a door you don't want to walk through. Mm. So it was a God idea for him. Mm. That don't mean it's a God idea over here. Right. And that's where, that's where a lot of young pastors, they get impressionable and they see something working somewhere and they want to go right back home and try it and it doesn't work. That's because that was a God idea over here. And I think that's where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 60 now. I know I don't look it, but I'm a, I probably <laughs> do look it. But, you know, I'll be 60 in a year. Yeah. And... And I think where my generation has failed is we have all these leadership conferences and we teach for what we're doing in our church. I got 12,000 members. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't just teach you what, you know, I, I gotta, I've got to help you understand culture, mm. context, how to implement something in a culture mm. and in a context, you know, that may be different than mine. I think that's where we have failed. We've tried, you know, to massage our own egos by bringing folk into our churches, look what we got. And we don't really give them the nuts and bolts to go back into their context and create a God idea. Mm. They come see our God idea and go back and try to do a God idea that, that was a Bethel God idea but ain't a good a God idea everywhere. Right. And and that's, you know, that's where we've got to get better. Gotcha. That's man. where we gotta get better. Man, look here. I'ma have to let my dude eat since I was late, <laughs> call myself out one more time. Look here. Oh, you ain't stopping me. I've been we, eating yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, we over here. <laughs> bring the smoke. Anyway, man, this has been awesome, man. Can you just leave us with a last word? I don't care what you talk about, man. Just leave us with a last word, man, in this bring the smoke. You know, I'll, you always bring the smoke when you live your authentic self. Because whenever you, you are your authentic self, you always rub somebody the wrong way. Because your excellence will always highlight somebody else's laziness. <laughs> Be yourself. 
Be authentic to who God has created you to be and understand that you were created with greatness and the God we serve doesn't create anything small. And remember, you don't need anybody's permission to be great. So go out and be great. <laughs> Ain't nothing to say. It's a wrap. Bring the smoke, baby. <laughs> man, appreciate you. Oh my God, appreciate man. You, man. I ain't know what to do, man. Man, appreciate you, man. <laughs>is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learned so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan. I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below, and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country, and I promise you it will bless your life.